Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Throne Wretches Podcast. This is Eric Stahl. And I'm Daryl Scott, and this is the auto podcast that saves the goodies for the Patreon pre-show. Uh, but that's not necessarily true, Daryl. Not this time. we got a little bit of a freebie out there. So uh, people, Daryl and I went on vacation here recently, and what we did is decide to save this a lot of air for this show and put it in a pre-show, <laughs> but it's a free pre-show. So we got a regular pre-show for you Patreon subscribers, and we got a free travel pre-show. Eric's uh, travel log of Mexico, per se. Right. And That's right. Daryl talks about how you take care of a dog in a hotel in Chattanooga. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good yeah. stuff. But we're glad you're here, and we uh, hope to have a couple new shows here in the coming weeks. This one will be a little bit shorter. We're going to breeze right through it, but uh, it's good to be back in the saddle with you, Eric. And uh, you look well-rested, well-tanned, Tan. and uh, just loving life. You had a wonderful vacation. Yes, I went to Fantasy Island. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the plane, the plane. The plane yeah. uh, hey, before we get started, the show, Daryl, I want to tell you about my favorite place in the world. Let's hear about it. It's Fort's Toyota Pekin. You can find them on the web at toyota-pekin.com. Fort's Toyota Pekin, full disclaimer, Daryl, I work there. It's a new and used Toyota dealership in central Illinois, North Pekin, Illinois, uh, to be exact. They're on Route 29, off of 474, just outside of Peoria. They like to say they're 15 minutes from anywhere. You can find all kinds of new and used Toyotas at uh, Fort's Toyota, and I tell you what, inventory's coming in. It's been short, but uh, every day cars are coming in, and we're starting to get back to normal. So if you're looking for that perfect Toyota, toyota-peakin.com. You can check them out. also like to say a quick thank you to clomorton.com. That would be CLO is in the Casey Law Office. You can check that out. Our good friend, uh, Mr. Gabe Casey, who's a friend of the show and been on a few times, also is the purveyor of Arena Esports. You can check them out at arena309.com, uh, arena309 on the Instagram and uh, if you're interested in any kind of gaming experience, whether it's Xbox, uh, virtual reality, little Oculus Rift action, which you've experienced, and I have had and a mild freak out at. I did, and uh, I hear he's hot on the TikTok now. So he's big on the TikTok. Yeah, uh, he might have three subscribers, but uh, if you want to be the fourth, go to TikTok and look up <laughs> Arena 309. Yeah, Arena Esports in Morton, beautiful downtown Morton, or check the Casey Law Office out, clomorton.com. Yeah, and also sponsored by uh, Bessler Welding. Thanks to Patreon subscriber. Bessler Welding is in East Peoria, Illinois. Bessler does custom welding work. They do any kind of welding work you might need for your automotive needs, so give them a shout. If you've ever been to Cars and Coffee or Friday Night Lights and you see a custom 400-gallon fuel tank in the back of Chevy truck, that was made by Bessler Welding, Daryl. Do you know that? I do. I do. It's some pretty fancy stuff. It's got baffles in it, and uh, he he really has done a number. It's a uh, bad mamma jamma. It is. It is. <laughs> also driving out there the other day uh, towards Spring Bay looking at San Cody Lakes. I drove past Bessler. They also work on the big machinery. So if you, you bust a piece off of your Caterpillar D7, you need oh. to weld it on there. They do the real big heavy welding stuff. Oh, so, too, so if I break my bucket on my tractor, you think they can hook me up? Well, yeah. But, okay. but don't do that because you just bought it. Don't yeah, break you're it. Right. Facebook.com forward slash Bessler Welding to get you there, okay? All right. Also, we want to thank the Patreon subscribers. Uh, we've got several of you guys out there that help support the show. That means so much. Uh, we did send out some gifts. Some trinkets and some trinkets and trash, as they might say. But uh, we got maybe some of the coolest coasters I think that have ever been seen in anybody's house. This last this last crop this is, of goodies. This is all Eric's handiwork. Uh, we'll put a, a link up there. With no, a, we won't. Because if you're not a, a Patreon subscriber, you don't deserve it. Well, a link to Patreon, so you okay. can okay, become yeah. a Patreon and then subscriber. You get, get some bad mamma jamma coasters, right. and then Eric can complain about how much it costs to ship stuff in the United States anymore. <laughs> 
But no, there's some pretty pretty serious coasters and some keychains uh, featuring the design uh, that uh, Mr. Nate Sosa did for the show long ago, and we're still using because it's got a beautiful 59 Buick on the cover. Yeah. All I'm going to say is my coaster has an Astro van in it, which I think might be as cool as that 59. I think it is. I yeah. think the Astro. What was the vintage of the Astro, you think? <laughs> it's like an 87, okay. 88. Uh, 89 Astro or yeah. a 59 Chevy or, I mean, or they're, Plymouth, whatever. They're both classics. I don't know. Whatever that car Nate put on there, you know what it is. It's I a know. Buick. Okay, it's a Buick. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> all right. So thanks for listening, everybody. Please share this on all the local and, and all the socials. Sorry. you got Facebook. you got LinkedIn. you got Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. What, what am I missing here? And it's that those are the only ones that matter. There's probably going to be a new one two years from now. Remember but. Google Rings or the the Google Circles? What was it Google Plus? Yeah, that sucked. It did suck. What well, was? you can share it on there. I think I think it's still around. They uh, depreciated that. They did. They got rid of it. Oh, okay. Never mind. It's weird. But if I'm your Google Circle friend, I st- I meant it when I, I never went. knew how that worked. <laughs> I never. I never used it. All right. Hey, but another way you can help the show is you can do an iTunes review. We've got a couple great iTunes review here in the last week, and I'm going to read this first one from Phil. Uh, Phil wrote a nice long one here. I, I, it's so long, I feel like uh, it's ingratiating. It almost feels like we're like patting ourselves on the back, but Phil wrote it. I didn't write it myself. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He said, this podcast goes beyond cars. It's simply pleasant to listen to. Even if you don't know a great deal about the inner workings of automobiles, I'm not an auto mechanic, not even close, but listening to Eric, in parentheses, who has an amazing presence behind the microphone, in parentheses, and Daryl, parentheses, who brings so much great insight, in parentheses. I do. Makes the learning experience for me with every episode. I love cars, and throwing wrenches makes me love them even more. There's a lot to learn here, and when you can laugh and learn at the same time, it's a very fulfilling way to spend an hour or so listening to friends shoot the breeze about something that they're so passionate about. If you haven't listened yet, give it the show a chance. And if you're mechanically challenged like me, you may learn a thing or two. Thanks. Wow. Clark, I'm telling you what, man. That is a great review. I appreciate it. And uh, five stars. Thank you, sir. Amazing. You Words get a sticker, praise. by the way. Yeah, we'll send one out. Uh, you do have an amazing presence behind the mic. Oh, thanks, buddy. It but might. but you, your insights are amazing. Uh, sometimes. Ask my wife. <laughs> she might disagree, especially after spending oh, a week in a car with me. <laughs> Yeah, you know, probably not. She's like, wait a second. I can turn the podcast off. I can't turn you off. <laughs> right. Right. Um, also got another review from uh, another person here on the, the Apple machine. Uh, Just About Right is the name of the, the uh, review. As a car guy and a mechanic, I find these guys very relatable and amusing. Thoroughly enjoyed the Cannonball interviews, and I may have gotten my brother on board as listening as well with those. Please lower the levels with the moment of Musk. Very <laughs> jarring in my earbuds, especially with my tinnitus. Oh, man, well, you know, you got to just EQ that, man. You gotta right. EQ I, I give him notice. It's too I mean, much. I mean, we kind of do a huff and puff. Is it that time? Is it? Yeah, we when do. You, when we say that tonight, it's at that time. Earmuffs? Just, just, yeah. And it was, I finally got caught up after bringing up, uh, binging, sorry, the past few years. Signed Chuck from Philadelphia. Chuck, you're a swell guy. Appreciate the insight. Uh, I love your screen name, too. Philly Hillbilly yes. 52. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, so clearly he's. From Philly, yeah. uh, appreciate those both of those and all the reviews that folks have, have offered over the years. It, it helps us get better. There's little things we can pick up on, like folks like, or maybe we could fine tune. Uh, I think we've only had one that's really been like, "This is terrible," and have then we? they deleted it. 
Yeah, I think so. It was like oh. a two-star review. It wasn't even one. I don't know. I, we've had a pretty good run right now lately. So, Also, you can always send us an email at info at thronewrenches.com if you have a comment or have something you want to say to us. Uh, there are thousands of gearheads in the Peoria area, and if you know somebody wants to be on the show or has a good story to tell, we're all there. So go ahead and send us an email at info at thronewrenches or reach out on all the other social medias. I am currently in talks, Daryl, mm-hmm. with the, the king of Friday Night Lights and the king of... Cars and Coffee. The one. The only. Chris Ruby. I'm trying very hard to get Mr. Ruby on. This okay. Is, uh, I think uh, Ruby has a lot to tell us. Here, here's here's why I want to have Chris on. Cars and Coffee is kind of a phenomenon in the Peoria area. I've had people come from other parts of the state, Chicago, downstate, mm-hmm. and they've said, this is unbelievable. Yeah. And I think, if anything, I'd like to have a dialogue with Chris to see, you know, did he expect to have the success that we have and, you know, and what's done it. So I think it's a great story. And, uh, you know, so we'll get Chris on here and talk about that. Also, I uh, reached out to Cawthon Mayer, and uh, they got a brand new facility on the north side of Peoria. And uh, Michael Bonet said he would like to be on the show. So uh, that's coming up, too. So that's, that's a lock. So, like I said, we're in conversations with both those guys. And I've been in conversations with the, the Cobra Man too. It's just with COVID, I wanted to get my shot, and I know you got your shots. Sure. Now I feel more comfortable having uh, maybe an interview with him. So we got some stuff boiling this summer, folks. Yeah, that's, be, that's up could, our sleeve. That's up our sleeve. I'm looking forward. And, and Coffin Meyer, uh, for folks outside the Greater Peoria area, it's a it's a long-standing import repair shop in town. Um, they're they've really done. A phenomenal job over the years of pe- maintaining people's pride and joy. Whether yeah. it's air-cooled Porsches to old Benzes to VWs, they they've been. If you didn't want to go to Chicago, yeah. to get your import worked on, you were and and you want to take care of it the proper way, you're going to Cawthon Mayer. Yeah, we're not putting Fram filters on. We're we're looking at Bosch. I mean, yeah. we're looking at the good stuff. And and these folks have done a tremendous job over the years maintaining a pretty neat fleet of. We've got for Central Illinois people outside of Peoria. They look at Peoria on a map like, well, looks kind of like a smaller city, yeah. and it is. But there's some neat stuff here. Being a world headquarters for Caterpillar, there's a lot of folks who appreciated quality machinery. And over the years, I never thought about that. Yeah. Well, and 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 talking with uh, George Barris, who used to sell obviously and run. Um, you know, Barris Motors and selling Mercedes. He said people, when they got their bonus checks or executives, when they travel to countries, they come back like, yeah, I'm getting a Mercedes. So we have a lot of really nice, cool import stuff here locally. And uh, Coffin Myers usually the ones that's been servicing it. So they've got a relatively new place up north. It looks neat. And, the, and I think they're retailing some cars, too, which I don't remember them retailing when they were down in o- mm-hmm. West Orange. Across mm-hmm. from Bradley Campus in that tiny little space down there. Yeah, and I don't know if they still have that or not, but that uh, yeah, we'll definitely get into that. Yeah. I'd love to to talk with Michael here more uh, yeah. sometime this summer. So all right, so now we get into the next segment of the show. It's the projects, and um, so I, I will go back to the conversation about the Patreon pre-show uh, for this show. We were going to talk a lot about our trips and our. our I went to Mexico. Daryl went to Florida, uh, and normally that would fall in the project section. So, but if you go to our Patreon. Uh, page when there's a link up in the upper right ca- corner of thronewrenches.com you can follow the patreon link this pre-show with our travel adventures is actually going to be free you don't have to be a subscriber you can just click on the link and you can listen for free so yeah. uh, that's our intention there we just it literally was 50 minutes of conversation about and i stole 45 of that talking about mexico i feel bad to daryl for being so patient listening to my no it's my fun. maya land adventures it's fun it's fun yeah. and and who else is <laughs> Been able to go on vacation and randomly stumble across, a, you know, a rental place that lets you drive old Land Rovers. Yeah, well, that w- that was uh, Series Two Land Rovers, the luckiest thing in my life. So anyway, uh, so like I said, we're going to try to 
we'll talk a little bit, but uh, not too much. I, I'll tell you this, Daryl. It sounds like you and I have been liquidating this last uh, between the last show. Yeah. What's motivated that for you? Uh, well, I bought a new tractor, so I had to unload the old tractor. Yeah. So I so I had this old Kubota. I think I paid three thousand for it back. 12 or 15 years ago. I don't remember what I paid. It Quite was a on, while. Yeah, it was, it was south of Pekin for sale on the side of the road. It had a, a terrible uh, one-blade chop mower in the back. It was, it was like for cutting down trees, and uh, it was rough. And I've done a few things over the years. I've taken it to the shop, had the, had the wiring redone, which was nothing. It was nickels and dimes down in Hartsburg, and uh, had the uh, fuel lines redone. I mean, I think, I think we were doing the show when I had that done. I haven't spent a whole lot on this tractor. I've changed oil probably four times <laughs> in that twelve in years. that twelve years, <laughs> and the fuel filter twice or three times. And I've ran out of fuel a couple times, so I know how to bleed it out and everything. A little two cylinder diesel did yep. everything you needed yep. it to. And I, I I dated it by its model. I think the tractor was probably from nineteen eighty. Okay. Okay. Unknown miles, unknown hours. Uh, four wheel drive, manual, everything manual. And it was so damn dangerous. I never wanted the kids to use it or my wife to use. It. Didn't have a roll bar, uh, you know, and. If you left it in first gear and walked away from it, it might show up when it ran out of gas, you know, 40 miles away. It just wouldn't stop. You yeah. know? It would go through the Mackinac River probably just keep going, right? <laughs> chug, 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 yeah. chug, chug. And that's early Kubota, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I don't it wasn't early, early. I mean, it wasn't like super early, but it, yeah. it was early for the modern, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't remember seeing or hearing people talk about those until, I don't know, the late 80s, early yeah. 90s. Yeah, that's probably about the generation. It was a gray market tractor. It actually had yellow paint underneath. Uh, from where it was like an Australian built or something like that. And then somebody brought it over here and painted it all orange and say, oh, look, it's Kubota. But it, it was never meant to be like a retail track in the United States. But we called it Katie because I don't know if you know the uh, Virginia Lee Burton book, Katie and the Big Snow. Uh, but like a kid's book? It's a kid's book. Okay. It's about a tractor that just says, I can do it. It's like it's like the the train the, that can't. Oh, yeah, the, the legend, legend that could. could. Yeah, so, okay. But there's this little snow plow that just says, follow me, follow me, and just like cleans out the whole town. Uh, Mike Mulligan Steam Shovel. You ever seen that book? No, no. God, man, you don't know these classics. No, I need I need to buy all yeah, of these. They're great. They're from the fifties. But anyway, uh, so we called her Katie because yeah, it was just just a steadfast, happy little tractor. That's great. But I bought this new tractor, my three cylinder diesel, which gobbles up ga- fuel at, <laughs> at an accelerated rate compared to the old. One. I'll tell you a that noticeable difference. Yeah, yeah, I, I've got. I have 12 hours in this tractor, and I've already put like 15 gallons of diesel in it. Oh, boy. I could have gone a season in Katie, you know, for the two-cylinder. <laughs> anyway, um, but I bought that new tractor. It's a great tractor. It's got a bucket. Katie didn't have a bucket. Sorry, Katie. You know, you're limited. And uh, so it was time. So I put the tractor for sale for $6,000 because mm-hmm. inflation, right? Yeah, right now it's a good yeah. time to sell. Of course, my wife, she, in her mind, she said, you only paid 1500 for that. I'm like – I know one thing for sure. I didn't pay fifteen hundred for that tractor. As a matter of fact, I remember when I paid, I think the guy won thirty one hundred or something like that, and I got him down to three. But she swears we paid fifteen hundred. Whatever. Either way. Yeah. So I put it for six thousand, and I get a bunch of people like, "Ah, eh, what's your bottom dollar? What's your bottom dollar?" I'm like six thousand, six thousand. I don't care. Can you I, deliver it to yeah. Cleveland? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, maybe I'll come by, but nobody ever showed up. And so I lowered it a couple times, got down to about five thousand. This guy. Says, hey, I'm in the area. I live in Mackinac. I'd like to come look at it. Yeah. All right. So he comes out and he brings a big truck. I, he's a he's a concrete guy, and uh, he's like, I got three thousand in my pocket right now. I'll buy this tractor. At this time, I'm asking five. I'm like, listen, dude, that won't fly. My yeah. wife, my wife will never take that. He goes, what's your bottom dollar? I said, I said we're asking five. And I said, if I go below five, I'm gonna have to deal with my wife. And I said, but in my mind, I said honestly, dude, if I can get 
four thousand out of it cash, I'm probably gonna be a happy person. Yeah. And uh, he goes, okay, well, you talk to your wife and let me know. So he left, you know. And so okay. once it once somebody leaves and they have cash in their hand, you have no guarantee that person's ever coming back. Yeah, it's like I probably lost it. Yeah, I probably, did. I probably did. But yeah. you know what? If if she agreed to the four thousand and he just said screw you, I'm not coming back. That's fine. He tried. I don't mm-hmm. care. I, mm-hmm. Then I'll then I'll, maybe I'll go to forty five hundred for the other four or five people that are hammering me on on Facebook <laughs> sure. Marketplace. So. I talked to her and she's just like, well, I think that's too cheap, but you know what things are worth more than I do. And I'm like, you know what? It's been for sale for a month. I'm seeing some cooling in the market a little bit on, it on seems that like, stuff. It seems like the Biden bucks are kind of fading. You know, yeah. The funny money that was like thrown in people's laps is going away. Mm-hmm. And so I got a guy who's willing to give me 4000 cash. And uh, so I, I texted him back and said, listen, I'll, I'll take 4000 if you got 4000 It's like, all right. He came back the next day with a trailer and 4000 cash. Picked it up. Yeah. Good. And uh, – you know what? Feel 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 accomplished. I felt pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You might even see Katie, you know, plowing the street. So I say. hope I never see her again, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope I never see him again. Bye, con Dios. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what he said he was going to do is take it out to his timber. He's like, I just need something that's four wheel drive that can pull logs. He's like, I got timber, and my wife needs to be able to pull the logs out. And he's like, our our current tractor's got turf tires. Katie had rice tires on it. What we call rice tires, those deep dish, the real thick treads. Ones. Yeah. 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 And uh, I'm like, dude, this tractor's perfect for that. Yeah, yeah. Low end grunt, it'll tow anything. Absolutely. So, uh, I think I went to a decent home for what it is. And, Good. I went to live on a farm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for the remainder of its years. Yeah. And that, so that was my big deal. And then uh, for projects, I did buy some coilovers for the Supra because hey, now yeah, everybody's talking about how bad the ride is, and every time you hit a pothole, how the car, whole car vibrates. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know how we fix that? Coilovers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just struts in general, but um, coilovers for the Supra. Are cheap. I, are I got, they cheaper than like full factory struts? Oh my god! Well, I don't know about they, so that car had shocks anyway. Okay, it didn't ever had struts. It was just shocks. Okay, yeah, I guess that's just the age thing of the car. Huh? But uh, with springs, but um, I got coilovers for three hundred eighty bucks, and that All was four the, corners. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. does seem cheap. Yeah, I know. I'm like, okay, because the Celica was a thousand. I couldn't do that. That Celica, that 1990, as much as I tried to find cheap. Coilovers. I didn't want to buy the cheapest for seven hundred ninety-eight dollars. Yeah, I didn't want to buy the two thousand dollars set, so I ended up paying like a thousand dollars for the coilovers in that Celica, more than the car was worth. Mm. But I, so I was shocked when I could buy super parts so readily. But I think it just comes down to the collectability and the cars on the, you know, how many cars are on the road. There's probably more of those Supras laying around, people buying parts for. Yeah, I wonder if it's also another application that fits it, so it's you know more popular and maybe. Hard. I don't know. That's yeah. weird though. And good al- for you. Also with the Supra, uh, my body shop said maybe they can straighten the roof. So the whole thing about driving down to Alabama, maybe we talked about on the last show. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah picking I, up the one. On I didn't. eBay. I didn't drive to Alabama, so we're gonna see if the body shop can straighten it out. I I stood on it with some wood and everything and got it so it fastens down. But it's close. I'm just gonna say that if it rains. I don't want. I'm going to put something down over it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Hopefully, and you can get all the weather stripping and everything for it, right? Probably. I didn't okay. try. I, I shouldn't have to. I don't think. No, the, the weather stripping looked great. I it's mean, not torn up. Or no. No. The adhesive's not coming off. Okay. Right. No, dude, it landed perfectly on the roof. Just like the, the roof front, took the it front off. corner of the roof just took the brunt and just like it, anyway. Doink. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, well, good. Hopefully, you can get a guy to. Or gal to bump it back into shape and make it seal. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't. Know. I, I was about ready to go out there and make my own little jig with vices and everything, just mm-hmm. kind of start moving stuff. But yeah, make a wood buck and just start hammering. Yeah. So that's it for me, bud. Right on. 
Well, it's good. It sounds like there's some there's some progress being made. Yeah. And you got a little extra money, so you can put right back into the super. <laughs> well, that's yeah, exactly. The thousand <laughs> went right to the super for the yeah. coilover because I bought a radio too. The radio died, and uh, what kind of what kind of setup did you get? I went to uh, Crutchfield, and you know I'm just I'm doing Crutchfield nowadays. Yeah. You put in what you want. They give you the wiring harness that, that's the, to that car, the installation kit, and everything. They yeah. tell you if it fits, and it's worked. I, I've done that for Aiden's truck now a couple times. I'm like, I'm not going to eBay. I'm not going to Amazon to try and figure out what fits and have it show up and get the install kit and find out it's wrong. And then have to like solder stuff under the. Yeah. So if Crutchfield yeah. is twenty or thirty dollars more, I don't care. Just do it. I know it's right. And they have like the adapter harness and everything for everything. the Supra. And it, that yeah. old. And it's free. Like the hardware kit was free. So you buy the radio and they yeah. Sh- yeah. send the harness yeah. with it. Yeah. Okay, I'll be looking for one for the Solera <laughs> because that's another. Yeah. And they probably will have the whole dash cluster that goes around the radio and all that yeah, stuff. That yeah, that little trim piece. Yeah. Yeah, because that's something I want to do for the Solera. We got a, that 2007 Solera, and it's a nice car. And I thought when we got, oh, it's got Bluetooth. Well, it does, but only for the phone calls. That's what my Tundra has too. No, yeah. no radio. You can't Sucks. sync it for the radio. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> it's the same thing. No, it's not. So, anyways, well, it's good. Sounds like some good things are happening uh, in my neck of the woods. I'm, I had a lot of windshield time, Eric, and on the way home from Florida, because uh, my wife likes to be on her phone all the time. And I do too when I'm not driving. It's basically it's our pacifiers, if yeah. you will. Uh, it used to it's be bad we, as teenage kids. It's it's awful. We used to be able to have conversations, and we did. But uh, there's an awful lot of staring at the phone, catching up in the last six hours since I last saw my phone. Yeah. Time. <laughs> but when I was driving and staring I always out, feel like you're cheating on me because I'm like, oh, Daryl's having a conversation with me, but then Sarah tells me he's like he's having a conversation with ten other people too. Yeah, so. Typically, yeah. it's bad. It's. I have a problem. No, but uh, the times where I was driving, just kind of staring off into space a little bit, just doing a lot of soul searching and thinking, like, what am I doing with my life? And <laughs> <laughs> on many different levels. Dogs in the backseat, chilling. Yeah. Your wife's scrolling through the internet, and you're just like listlessly driving down I-75. Yeah. What on, am I doing with my life? On the third cup of super strong coffee that I had no business drinking because we had to stop every 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, but no, one of the things was like, I just got into a rut where I, I have a lot of intentions. <laughs> I have a lot of things. Oh, yeah. You I didn't get that. divorced, did you? What's No, okay, no, okay, we're not getting right, right. No, that's right, fine. Right. Our marriage is, is fantastic. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't... I, a weasel laugh. Sorry. We didn't get into that. I'm tired of getting into those like conversations where it's like, hey, what are you working on? Oh, I'm working on this. I'm working on that. I might do this. I got this pro- torn apart. Okay, what have you finished? N- n- nothing. Nothing. And I just I had this moment where I envisioned myself as like a 75 year old person who's like, someday I'm going to do this. And realistically, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So one of the things that I thought of immediately, I'm like the Project Super Tahoe, which you nailed back when I bought it. <laughs> I, I, I don't. And I don't want to be the told you. No, so. no, no. You're not the told me so. Okay. But you're like, dude, this thing's fun. This is a lot of fun to drive. We took it out. We drove it on. Was it? Uh, oh yeah, we did Tennessee Road yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We up Broadway. Yeah, did, did a loop on Broadway, and you were you know giving it giving it the beans, and it's like it was a, it's it was a great vehicle, a lot of fun. Um, but you're like, this would be fun for like a year, and that's about right. I got to a point where I really wanted a truck. I really wanted um, you know something a little bit different. And I parked the thing after I started having some some issues with the transmission. So I wound up parking it, and I'm like, I'll just find a transport and put it in and put it back on the road. It'll just be a, another fun summer car or something. 
Well, one year turned into two, and that turned into two and a half. And I thought, if I didn't touch it during the pandemic, where I had some time, I'm not going to touch it. Putting a trans in something when I was 22 would have been a weekend and a case of beer and some friends. I wouldn't have thought twice about it. And now it's just such a... (laughs) It's such an ordeal. Did you ever replace a trans on it? No. I bought. I got a trans off uh, Facebook Marketplace. I got a, another good core. It supposedly worked. I probably could have dropped it in, put a new converter in it, and run it. Uh, I just I didn't have it in me. I didn't have it in me. I didn't want to spend the time, effort, tie another space in my garage up to do that. Mm-hmm. And it sounds terrible because it's like, oh, that's not worth it. Because it wasn't. It was a really cool truck. But I just got to that point where it's like, that's not what I want to do with my spare time. I'd much rather work on the 58. I'd much rather work on some of the other stuff that I have. I need to work on my damn house. It was kind of a sad – when I came to your house the last time, Mm -hmm. maybe it was with Angela or it was with Gabe Casey, one of the two. It was with Gabe. And I I just saw the car – the truck was just sitting next to the house and all the seedlings from the trees had like like littering all over it. Yeah, the little helicopters. And obviously it hadn't moved in a minute. Mm It had been sitting there for a while. Yeah, it looked a little desperate. Yeah, and 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 I might had a flat tire. No, I didn't have a flat tire. Okay. But they're he's <laughs> painting a worse picture. But it, no, it did look pathetic. And it, that's the thing. I would get home from work and I'd see this poor thing sitting out there because I had stuff in storage. I got stuff in the garage. I got there was just no room for it. No room at the inn is what my wife used to say. Yeah. And I had a couple other friends that came over. Like, what are you doing with that thing, man? Like, are you gonna are you gonna fix that or what? Like. But it was funny because it was never accompanied by a, I'll help you do it, yeah. or a, I'll buy it, or you should sell it. It was just like, what, you, what the hell are you doing? And that's what I just kept repeating over and over as I'm driving through the Smoky Mountains. Like, what the hell are you doing, doing, doing? What are you doing with your life? And I had this existential moment where I'm like, what are you doing with your life? Well, that was Sarah probably. Yeah, actually, that was her in the passenger seat. No, so I, I just said, you know what? I'll put this out there. Um, and, and lo and behold, it, it now has a new home and it is a guy who's been wanting it for a long time. So I heard that he was actually looking at it before you bought it. Yeah. Yeah. He actually looked at it years and years ago before the guy I bought it from bought it. Um, and it was, it's kind of an interesting history and I won't go into it. Yeah. So it's like a police interceptor build or something like that. Yeah. The thing with those is they were built on a, on a police package Tahoe chassis. So it has like the. You know the, the the different shocks, suspension, lowered springs, bigger brakes. Big. I mean, there's a whole bunch of heavy duty stuff on there. Yeah. But cop, it also has cop like shocks, cop, yeah. cop suspension, cop motor. <laughs> so it was a really neat vehicle. But at the same time, I've got a lot of neat vehicles, and I'd much rather spend my time on the older stuff that I can actually work on yeah. that might not need as much. And you know, today I also put out at the curb an old chipper shredder that I garbage picked, put a head gasket on. I used for ten How years. How could you not charge at least twenty five bucks for that thing? Because I don't want to deal with people. Okay, that's what it is. That's and that's why another reason I don't sell stuff. I usually end up somehow pissing people off, or <laughs> um, I wind up. You know, the last couple of things I did sell on fake Facebook Marketplace, I had I sold a, a mower that I garbage picked and fixed up for like forty bucks. Guy picked it up. He, and he started it and he's like, yeah, this is great. Here's your money. Peace out. He calls me an hour later. Oh, uh, you sold me a lemon. I said, what are you talking about? I just bought this mower. I said, well, what's the problem? I said, you started it here. It ran. Yeah, I can't get it started. <laughs> I said, well, you, did you have the choke on? Where's the choke? I said, are you kidding me? He said, it's that big red thing. And he like moves it down. Hold on. Oh, yeah, it's fine. See you later. Sorry I bothered you. It's just that 
dealing with people yeah, yeah. and having the texts and the what's your lowest price. The, how many of those did you get when you were selling the Kubota? Well, okay, so I got a better story than that. I pulled the basketball hoop out. I think I told you a story about when I got the new tractor. I like pulled the tractor up and just like lifted the basketball hoop out. No, so my kids hadn't played it in forever. It was kind of like sitting at a weird angle. wasn't even like legit. Suck, sunk in concrete yeah. or something. Yeah, okay. no, it was stuck in a sleeve. But anyway, it was here when we bought the house. The kids played on a few times. Friends came over. They played a few times. It literally sat there idle for the last couple of years. So, like the first weekend, they got Katie or the new tractor, which you haven't named yet, Katie Two. Uh, <laughs> Katie Two <laughs> I took the bucket of the tractor and just went right up to the, uh, the backboard, and just uh-huh. lifted it right out of the ground, and just laid it down ever so gently right there. Well, then it laid in that spot for about three weeks, and my wife reminded me that maybe that's not the best place for it. Okay, whatever. So I took it down to the end of the road, and I took a picture of it, and I put it on Facebook Marketplace, and I put free. Backboard, basketball hoop, yeah. great, new net. You know, mm-hmm. Kids don't play it. I'm not using it anymore. Free at the end of my driveway. Come Here's my address. Mm-hmm. Come and get it. I got 50 messages. What brand is it? What's wrong with it? Is it ready to go? I'm like, look at the pictures. I took two or three pictures of it. You know, I gave you as much detail. It's free. Yeah. Come out and look at it. Here's the address. But the best thing that happened was this gal texted me at like 8 o'clock at night. And she goes, is that still there? Because I'm interested in it. I'm like, I don't know if it's there or not. I'm, I'm not literally frustrated at that point. I'm like, I don't know. It's 8 o'clock at night. I said, tell you what, I'll check in the morning and let you know. Yeah. So Angela gets done riding, or running that next morning. I said, hey, is the basketball hoop still out there? She goes, yeah. So I text the person and said, yeah. And I shouldn't even be that generous at that point. It's free. Come and get yeah. it. But I texted the gal and said, it's still here. Yeah. She goes, okay, great. Like an hour later, she texts me. She's like, okay, we're in the drive. We're getting it. And I'm waiting, just waiting for her to text me. Can you help me Can get it? Can you help my- me get yeah, it yeah, into yeah, my yeah, truck? Yeah. yeah. Did she? But she didn't. All right. Two days later, three. well, actually, she texts me. She says, hey, we got it. Thank you. And so I took it off. Nice. And uh, so I and marked her, her number. Communication. No, 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 no. No, it was on Messenger. But uh, a week, no, not even a week, three or four days later, she sends me a picture, three, two or three pictures of the thing dismantled. Priming it, sanding it, cleaning the backboard glass. It looks like brand new. And she says, hey, I just want to say thank you. The kids love it. No kidding. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. See, okay. Now that's one of those stories that makes yeah. you feel good about, yeah. hey, someone took it for free. They put a little TLC yeah. in it. God bless that woman. Sweat equity. Yeah. I want to give her like everything I want to cast yeah. her in this house. <laughs> like, you know, here, here's make, all my other kids' yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Need some clothes, some shoes. Yeah, yeah. Here. Here's my kids. What I'm, can you do with them? Yeah, my kid hated this. Maybe yours will love it. I'm talking about the kids. Take the kid. <laughs> Take the kid. <laughs> Can you get him to college? Yeah. He's right at that age where he needs college or something. <laughs> no, that's great, though. But, but but you see what I mean? You just get to that oh, point yeah, where you're no, just like, no, just I want bitter, it gone. Bitter and broken, just uh, tired of these people. Yeah. yeah. No, so Superdow's moved on. It's got a new home. And uh, if you if, if the new owner is listening, I uh, wish, you, wish you the best with that. And uh, it was it was a great vehicle. Just the stars weren't aligned for me. And yeah. Well, I feel I feel better. I feel like your driveway now is a little more... Uh, I don't maybe uh, yeah I don't, not as much pressure on the the driveway pushing down to the ravine anymore. So yeah, maybe that driveway will last a little bit longer. Uh, about another year. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Onward and upward, right? Onward and upward. Onward on to the news section, Daryl. International news. Ready for this? Well done. All yes. Right. VW seeks triple digit millions in sales that rolls out its over the air upgrades. Daryl, do you know that you know Tesla does this, and mm. I know Honda does this, but they send out electronic updates to your car. Much like your phone, only like more expensive. Exactly. Buyers, oh, this is from Automotive News, buyers of Volkswagen's brands 
ID, which we talked about this before, the ID brand is their full electric cars. They'll soon be able to upgrade their vehicles with over-the-air upgrades and transfer their personal settings between different cars, paving the way for lucrative add-on services. This use of the modular software systems in new cars is one aspect of the automotors, automakers' accelerated digitization strategy outlined by executives in an online innovative talk on Tuesday. This, I mean, this is kind of like taking the iPhone technology put in your car, right? I mean, this is where we're at. Yeah, everything gets built out with one build, but then your certain features are unlocked. Subscribe. We're yeah. going to subscribe. Oh, you're leasing the car, but would you like to pay an extra twenty nine ninety five a month for the GPS package and the roadside assistance and the concierge feature? Sure, yeah. sure. And by the way, we're going to save your seat settings and how you like your uh, headlights and maybe the color of the interior. Yeah, your LEDs are going to change to blue because we know you like blue. Yeah. But that's an extra $6 a month. Yeah. Yes? No? It's interesting. It's coming. It's I think coming. that's going to be the way of the future, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. That's and that's why I include this article. It's pretty vague. It doesn't say exactly what's involved with these innovation talks. And I don't believe the ID series of vehicles are here really in the United States yet. Not yet. There's talk about unveiling some of those, I think, in the next model year or two. Yeah. And I think uh, once Volkswagen does unleash the- <laughs> relinquish the what do you call them release the hounds oh, yeah. whatever you call it I think that they're going to have a really good swath of the market here because as we know Volkswagen can build pretty quality machinery but they can do it cheaply and on a massive scale well and they can we talked about this this, this, this is all we do. We talk about things in the past. We talk, we talk, we talk. We mentioned this. About, yeah, we talked about. We're it. cool. But the uh, the microbus, the uh, I think in the Super Bowl ads two years ago, my kids walked away from the Super Bowl going, "Dad, that Volkswagen. Where do I get it? Yeah, when, when's that coming out? And <laughs> yeah. I'm like. It's a friggin' electric microbus. Nobody wants that thing right now. The, the range is probably 250 miles, but you know what? But do they? It was powder yellow with a white top. You can't even, you can't even buy one. And how much would that car cost right now if you were to buy it? Fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 I would think it would be a 50K. Yeah, at least. And it's probably the size of this table. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's cute. I know. It's so, like when the, Beetle, the new Beetles and, came out. And this is where Volkswagen has a leg up because they understand design. Mm-hmm. Design matters as much as function, which seems weird for a German company. It does. Yeah, you think it'd be the opposite: function over you know design. But uh, but even when the Beetle was popular in the f- late fifties, early sixties, seventies, and then oh, of course they're still popular now. But when they came out, they made fun of themselves of how quirky they looked. Like mm-hmm. we look like an old car. It's and they did. They look like a you know nineteen forties Ford. Remember? But that's how neon. The neon came out that way. Same thing. The, the round headlights. Yeah. The, and then the little, uh, well, the Prowler. And there was a whole series of cars that understood that. PT Cruisers. Yeah, this, the PT Cruiser was definitely one of them, yeah. Yeah. They were yeah. just something that came out and you're like, huh, that's different. Yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. Round fenders? Wow. <laughs> I haven't seen those in 30 years. Exactly. All right. So our next item of business here in international news, Detroit becomes Jeep City with the first new auto plant in 30 years. Inside the first new auto assembly plant built in the Motor City since 1991. Wow, that's been a while. It's crazy. The smell of hot metal hangs in the air as the new (laughs) Jeep Grand Cherokee LSUVs head down the welding line. For Stellantis, this is the smell of money. For the city of Detroit, it means 5,000 jobs. Stellantis opened the doors of its new $1.6 billion Mack Avenue assembly complex on Thursday, showing off parts of a 3 million square foot complex completed and launched into production largely 
during the pandemic. So it was a good good year to get stuff done in 2020, even if it didn't mean producing a lot of stuff. We do talk a lot about jobs leaving Detroit, so this is kind of crazy to see. Since 1991, I think Roger and Me came out in like 1986 or 1987. Yeah, like eight, late 80s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that was uh, right when the bunny lady was lopping the heads off the bunnies. Did you see, did you see that movie? Pets or Meat? Yeah, that section there. <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies, and I, I think I might own it on DVD because it was sad. It was sad to see the lives of, of people affected I, by just... I don't think I understood at the time. I think when it came out, I mean, the fact that... And I'm not a fan of Michael Moore's, don't get me wrong. Uh, don't 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 read in between the lines. But, yeah. uh, but at the time, to have that independent movie come to the theaters in Bloomington Normal, where I saw it, and I was probably one of like 10 people in the theater. I just remember, I think I read about it in Rolling Stone. I'm like, oh... This sounds interesting, yeah, and, and the out. guy's kind of a comedian, kind of ripping on people, mm-hmm. which I was all about, you know, ripping on people. So, <laughs> it was interesting to see just the ripple effect and how uh, how a big corporation affects, you know. So go what it was the what was the lane of how, however GM goes, so goes Detroit or yeah, I, yeah. whatever that moniker is. But it is very very true in this instance. It's we've heard a lot about Detroit coming back with. Urban gardens and shrinking, <laughs> yes. shrinking the size of stuff, and you know, hip avocado toast restaurants, and the young kids love it. But really, that's not going to support a city. What supports a city are jobs, five thousand jobs, and that's really good news. Also, there's been a lot of press about Jeep, uh, Stellantis vehicles, specifically Jeep. There's a lot of talk about the, the Grand Cherokee. The what, what is the Grand Cherokee? Is it is it a different Grand Cherokee than what we have now? It's. I think they're just the next generation. Um, the one they have now is an older design that was designed back when it was Daimler Chrysler. Yeah. Nice looking SUV. It's got about three levels of facelifts. I believe this plant. Uh, you can, don't quote me on this, but I think this is also the plant that's going to make the the Grand Wagoneer when that comes okay. back online. Okay. That's the bigger SUV that everyone keeps talking about. That's kind of the return of their flagship. Um, and the Chrysler has had a presence in Ma- at the Mack Avenue. They they had an old uh, Chrysler Dodge Plymouth DeSoto factory there for many many. Many many years, uh, it looks like that probably got wiped out at some point, and this is a huge complex built on probably land they already owned. Okay. But the good news is, whenever a company like this invests in, a, in the U.S. and starts putting people to work, that's one more place they're not building cars overseas. Yeah, and that's I would love to see more of this because in the Midwest, in some of these cities, land is still cheap. Labor, for lack of a better phrase, oh, you know, Detroit still, has cheap land, so yeah. this is great. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. On to national news. Uh, Daryl, I don't know if you saw the rollout for the F-150 Lightning. I did. All right. According to the Detroit Free Press, Ford Motor Company hit another milestone with this all-electric 2022 Ford F-150 Lightning. The company has confirmed that it is reaching 100,000 reservations since the Lightning's global debut three weeks ago at the world headquarters in Dearborn. Did you see the uh, launch of this thing? I did. I watched some of the video. Okay. I did too. But here, here is my take on it. It right. was just a Ford F one fifty with a frunk. <laughs> I it just it, it was. I'll a, give you that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm thinking if you're going to have a whole different drivetrain and you don't have to have anything under the the front boot, mm-hmm. then why not change the shape of something more dramatic? It, to me, it just looked like a truck, but it was electric. Right. Yeah. The, 
I was expecting a little more bells and whistles, especially being a Ford, you know, former Ford guy. And yeah. I still appreciate. I like them all. I, that's my problem. I like everything with wheels. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, but but Ford's Lightning that was like the top of the line, right? That was the sport truck, the quick one. Do you, do you remember the mid nineties? I do, dude. Those the box body with the white or the red paint. Yeah, with the, the blue stripe. stripe. Yes. I thought they were so. They cool. were hot. They were hot. And then they later got the five four with the blower on them, and they were they were quick. Yeah. They were faster than a lot of the other stuff that that was being made at the time. Yeah. And I always thought Lightning. Wow, I want a Lightning someday. But imagine owning one of those back in the day with and. To its advantage, no electronics, no traction control, no skid control, mm-hmm. but trying to get around the winter with one of those. It would suck. It would be absolutely <laughs> – It would be like driving a Mustang. Yeah, it would be terrible. If yeah. you lived in the desert, it would be a fun truck yeah. to have, but otherwise not so much. You never see them. No, you don't. You don't. Um, the, the the new electric one, I think they just probably kept it all You know, the same stamping, the same – body materials just to save cost. I would have liked to have seen something a little bit special because they already have the Raptor. Yeah. And the Raptor, if you look visibly, it's a visibly different truck. Oh, it, yeah. The trim is different. The stance is different. They've yeah. got um, body cladding on it. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Why not make the Lightning stand out a little bit? Is it, that what it, you're saying? It, it did not. It just looked like a silver Ford F-150 yeah. with a regular cab. Did it have a regular cab? Was it extra cab? I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember either. Because yeah. I saw a few new the newer body style F-150s down in Florida. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's a Lightning. No, it's not. Because I don't know the difference. Yeah. I don't know the difference. Yeah. Give a call out. Put a stripe on it. <laughs> Put a bird on a it. Lightning bolt. I don't know. Do Flash. Oh. <laughs> Love it. All right. So our next one here in, uh, in uh, national news, consumers hit the road to find new and used cars. Need car? We'll travel. That's been the mindset for many recent and prospective car buyers who've been gone or willing to go the extra mile or dozens of miles, Waka, to find that next vehicle amid shortages of both new and used cars. According to a survey uh, from Cars.com, 9.8% of recent car buyers went to another state to make their vehicle purchase, with 56.9% of that crowd going used, 43% going, I'm sorry, new. Maybe it's new. I don't know. It's no, it's 56 were used. 56 used, 43% No, no, new. you're right. Both of them saying used. Uh, it might, one of them was off. Yeah, but they are. Anyways, about 50%, give or take, yeah. going out of state to, to buy a new car. Source for that is auto remarketing. Is that a NADA publication? It must or? be. But uh, I think this is just more of the iteration of the internet controlling the, mar- you know, yeah. the market. So people can look up a car in CarGurus. And uh, or any or or any other website, I think it's easier now that's ever been to find a car outside of your territory and just comparison shop. Yeah. Like I yeah. can go next to the you know, Indiana and well, get one for it cheaper. It used to be like, oh, well, my first choice is a black Miata, but uh, you know, but my second choice is orange. Oh, well, I guess there's only second choice around it. Well, now people are like, so I can drive three hours and get the black one. I'll get the, I'll get my first choice. It's so easy to find what you want. Oh, maybe this one's got yeah. some interior trim piece that you want, and you like that style. You know, it used to be even in the earlier days of the internet, you could still find cars online, but they didn't. It, it wasn't as granular. And now I think car gurus is like you can search exterior color, interior color, interior leather, cloth. You well, can we do sold all this stuff. Uh, a Sienna to a guy in California because of the the second row seats had the uh, recliners. Oh, that's instead all, of like a bench? That's the only feature this guy wanted. It, I really? mean, the van could have been pink, I think, with a, a green roof rack. Yeah. But it had those second row recliners, which I guess are ultra rare in the packages. So hmm. you have a person calling all the way from California, paying Just full sticker and shipping it. So, he, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. how does the transport work? He paid, he paid full for freight. It. He paid for it. Yeah. So how, have you ever had that, you know, in your 
experience at the dealer. Does somebody try to use that as a bargaining chip? Like, I, hey, I know you got this on the lot, but I can get the same thing in Kentucky and have it shipped for the same price. Well, see, that's the advantage of right now because he did I, – I, I heard a little bit of the story of this. The guy goes, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll pay sticker for it, but I'm not paying transport. And they're like – Okay, we'll have a nice day. Yes, yeah. And then he's like, uh, okay, well, then I'll pay for that. I mean, we didn't have to. I mean, yeah, you don't yeah. have to discount anything right now. And I certainly don't need to discount something to somebody in California because we'll never see that guy again. So No, you're not going to yeah. be a repeat customer. Yeah. I will say this. I did have a, a friend of mine in the car club just say that uh, local Mazda dealer here in town. Well, there's only one. <laughs> yeah. They actually called and said, hey, uh, we want to buy out your lease. And he's like, I don't. I don't. He's like, no, we, we, no joke, need late model cars. Yes. We'll make it worth your while. Bring it in. Let's talk. And he has several other cars. He just leased that to have something new to drive and stuff like that. But he's got, he doesn't need it. Yeah. So he drove the car in there and uh, they talked to him and they said, hey, this isn't a gimmick. This isn't whatever. People, we don't have enough stuff on the lot. We need, we need to offer it up and we'll buy out your lease and get, here's, here's what we'll give you. Walking out the door, have a, have a nice summer. He said it was enough to, well, we make it worth his while. Yeah, recently we sold a Chrysler van used to somebody, and the guy didn't like it, which because it's Chrysler van, but uh, Pacifica, Pacifica, because Pacifica, yeah. uh, and they were willing to pay him exactly what he paid for it. He's like, "Well, you know, you give me a little more." I'm like, we'll mm. pay you exactly, and that never happens. I was going to no, say nobody what? ever buys a used car, and then three months later comes back says, "I don't like it." And, okay, we'll buy it back from you. You know, no. Yeah, so that's, that, that's the way the market is right now. And and how long is that going to take before everything just falls apart? We're seeing it with the home prices. We're seeing it with yeah, I don't know other used goods. I mean, you talked about your tractor. You made a little bit of money on yeah. that. I mean, definitely paid for itself. Where does it end? I don't know. Another stimulus round, and next thing you know, things go up again. That I mean, because all it does is it hikes up inflation. You know, mm-hmm. the, the money money doesn't fall off the money tree, but uh, people spend it like it does. So yeah, it's true. Let's see. Yeah, anyways, so that's it for local or for national news. National. Local news, we actually have a fair amount. You picked up and keyed I, in on a couple. I picked up two local stories here. One of them was just kind of – this is – I don't want to call it news of the weird, but anyway, this <laughs> one came from WMBD, which is a local television station here, Daryl. Peoria man's truck was stolen within seconds in broad daylight. This is in Peoria, Illinois. William Dusen just wanted to go fishing with his friends on Sunday. Dusen, 24, so he left his truck running outside his house on East Wilcox in Peoria when he ran in to grab his fishing poles. Seconds later, he came out of the house, but his truck was nowhere to be found. At first, I couldn't believe it because it's one thirty in the afternoon in the middle of the day, and there's nobody outside anywhere. I felt kind of violated because it's the first time I've ever had my truck broken into. This is definitely one of the more risky ones they pulled off. That was a direct quote from uh, Mr. Deucin. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the police they later found the stolen white GMC about 5.30 behind big lots on Sterling, uh, it was technically in one piece, but very damaged. Technically in one piece. I don't, I, I'd like to see a picture of what that means. <laughs> As opposed to, the truck was in three pieces, <laughs> but still drivable. Yeah, but technically one piece. Yeah. They spent a pretty, <laughs> they went for a pretty good joyride, and they also took uh, all the tread off my tires and balded them, Van Dusen said. Single father of three, uh, with children under the age of five, Van Dusen says kids and his seats, kid seats were stolen along with his newly purchased weed whackers and blowers for his new landscaping business. It's a crime of opportunity whenever they go somewhere and they see a vehicle running with no one in it. That's when they are jumping in and just taking the vehicle, said Detective Brian Terry, the auto theft investigator at the Peoria Police Department. Ninety percent of auto theft can be prevented in this community simply by removing the spare keys from your vehicle, locking your vehicle, and securing the keys and walking away, Terry said. 
Van Dusen estimates the damage between five and six thousand dollars. He says insurance won't cover the truck because it was in his driveway. It was wasn't in his driveway. It was on the road and had the keys and it was stolen. He does have a GoFundMe oh. going. Yeah. So the caveat there was okay. it wasn't on his property. Left it in the road, running with the keys in it. So insurance company says, "Too bad, so sad." That's on you, big boy. Yeah, exactly. So, whoa, I could I could have skipped this story, but this I, I've seen this a lot in the last couple of years where people have their cars stolen in in Bartonville uh, in residential neighborhoods around Peoria because they leave their keys in them at night. Yep. Yeah. There's been a couple in neighborhoods, and there's uh, I think at least two in the last year where they pulled into like a Casey's or you know gas station to get a cup of coffee, and they yeah. leave it running in the wintertime, and peace out, they're gone. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And that's what's funny is that that presumes there's somebody just casing yeah. either your neighborhood or somebody who's you know yeah. drinking yeah. a slushy hey, hey, nachos. Watch this guy. Watch this guy. Yeah, this out. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. But at the same time, do you? You live out of the country, so yeah. you're safe. But uh, do you ever leave your stuff running? So uh, not on not. So that makes you wonder too. Did they, he says ten. I just ran to get my fishing poles. Was it sitting in the in the street for like thirty minutes? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And I have also seen other instances where that stuff gets stolen. Oh, it's stolen, wink, wink. And it's just something they didn't want to pay on or they yeah, were well, expecting a payout yeah. from. Yeah. <sighs> I wouldn't call anything suspicious about this, but. Uh, I don't think so. But, but, but I, I am, uh, you know, at the dealership, I leave keys in my car. As a matter of fact, one day I walked out to the Celica. I'd left it there all week. Like, mm. Where the hell are my keys? <laughs> They've been in it for a week. I'm so stupid. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Well, you know? but yeah, that's yeah. pretty safe there. I guess that that's the benefit of living in Pekin, but you know, that's not becoming the norm anymore. So anywhere you go, the bottom line is take your stuff, shut it off, lock yeah. it up. Assume even in a good neighborhood or even in your work parking lot, if you're in a you know a, you work in a good place, just assume somebody's going to do something bad. Yeah, I had a friend, a coworker years ago. He said, if you live in the country. Just plan on getting your sh- your stuff stolen at some point. And uh, so when we left for this last trip, I had Aiden park his truck sideways in front of the barn. Yeah. And yeah. I took keys out of all the tractors and the mowers, and he took keys out of his truck. Because uh, I thought, if anything's going to happen, I'm going to at least make him work for it. They're going to have to drag his truck out <laughs> exactly. of the way. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get that tow rope twice or three times. <laughs> yeah, because it was sideways. It wasn't just like parked in front of it. It was sideways in front of it. So I did the same thing when we left for vacation. I backed the trucks up to the, uh, the garage doors so yeah. that nobody could bust in there. If they did, they'd have to like move stuff or be really skinny. <laughs> Dude, I've been in your garage. You could, yeah. yeah, once you made like one pass. I always say like it's my weird. house, if somebody tried to break into my house go, oh, I'm going to get a bunch of stuff, they'd look around for about five minutes and go, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> this place is a disaster. There's not like gold bullion laying anywhere. I'm like, no. Yeah. No, they bust into my garage and be like, oh, this guy's a Harbor Freight Catalog <laughs> subscriber. We're done. We're done. There's nothing here. Out of here. 86, this joint. <laughs> Anyways, I hope the dude gets some yeah. relief. That sucks, though. The insurance won't pick it up, but I also can kind of understand the insurance. Yeah. There's probably some clause in there. Like, if it's in your property, and you left it's the keys, covered. Yeah, you left the keys in it, man. Yeah. Sucks to be you. It does. All right. This next article was uh, pretty big news in the Peoria area. Yes, so, it was. Um, and I, I'll give you the... The backstory on this, uh, Eureka, Illinois, is just a, a quaint little town just north of, of me and, and east of Darrell. Uh, kind of a farming community, but it's a county seat, Woodford County. Uh, yeah, Woodford County seat and home of Eureka College, which is Ronald Reagan's alma mater. Yeah, his old stomping grounds where mm-hmm. he went to college. But uh, they pulled somebody over the other night, and uh, they got in hot water because the gal filed for a Freedom of Information Act. 
And uh, the video showed the cops talking trash about her. Yeah. So they basically got dash cam footage with audio. And it's a whole uh, conversation with two officers, not the dispatch, but two officers, car-to-car radio, talking about, um, let's just say, her physical attributes. Well, here, I can can read the quotes here, Carol. This is according to HOI, which is another local news source. It's a TV station. Uh, Eureka Woman is calling for the firing of two officers caught at making lewd remarks about her bodily appearance following a speeding traffic stop in March. The dash cam video obtained by the Heart of Illinois ABC during... Via the Freedom of Information Act request, Eureka Police Officer Andrew Burgess of the Woodford County Sheriff's Deputy can be heard making lewd comments about Hannah Relliford. Burgess quoted here saying, she's got all the tattoos and the piercings and lip piercings and nose piercings. And then another Woodford County deputy says, what about her? Blank. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, I saved that one for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. So she got the video of this and then they played it all over the TV uh, they put that Mr. Burgess on uh, administrative leave, I believe, while they investigated. Yeah. Um, but And I think what recently just came out was they reinstated him, but he has to go through, like, uh, counseling or, you know, sensitivity training, <laughs> yeah, stuff right? like that. Okay. So there, there is a little bit of a repercussion, but uh, Journal Star just basically reported her reaction was like, that's not enough. I want him fired. She, so she said it just violated – it it just validated this guy lacks some character that's necessary to be an effective law enforcement official. Relford said after reviewing the footage, Relford met with Eureka police and city officials. They believe Eureka took the concerns seriously and acted swiftly. Uh, yeah, it says sources say Woodford County Sheriff does not condone the comments made by their deputy and emphasize the comments were not representative of their office. Uh, Woodford County has not released the name of their deputy who was on the other end of that line. And they declined the interview beyond that. So that's, that's nice. from Alex Gall. I mean, this has been reported on a million times, this area. It is what it is. I, it's kind of skeezy, but, you know, this is. I talk about this all the time with my technicians. And I'm, I'm not – And there's cameras in cars. Yeah, a lot of guys will add cams. supplemental cameras. You know, when people stand and watch their car being serviced, you know, be conscious of it. That's fine. It's not that I'm saying do anything different than you normally would do, but just be conscious, be respectful. Don't be out there dropping f bombs and saying you know whatever. Right. Uh, and it's the same thing with cameras. So if I take a, a ticket out to a car and I say, "Hey, there's a camera on this car," and it's pro- and sometimes they run for like 20 minutes after the car shut off. Not saying act any differently or do anything differently than you would. Well, maybe I am saying act differently. I'm not, <laughs> but I'm not saying don't do your job differently. Yeah, but yeah. but. Don't talk like a moron. Don't say something stupid. Don't be talking about your girlfriend and whatever you did last night while you're on camera. Um, and I, I think anytime you're near a camera like this, you just have you're a cop. You're wearing a camera. It's like wearing a GoPro around you. You have to know 100%. 25, you know, 24 seven. This thing is on and yeah. running, right? Yeah, and and can but, and will be used against but you. But do you think you just get used to it to the point where you're just like, well, I'm just going to do my job, and, just, I, and I'm going to talk trash like I normally do, and just not think about it? I think so, and I think people just get comfortable with coworkers, comfortable with just the job, and they don't ever think that things like the Freedom of Information Act applies or is ever going to be used against them. On a, on a speeding ticket, yeah. Who would have thought you would have called in, right? It's quite interesting. Usually those get called up in court cases or if there's any kind of malfeasance or, you know, brutality, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's I'm curious why she pulled that. She might have had a fe- feeling or he might have said something during yeah, the he traffic stop. He might have said stop. something skeezy too, yeah. Uh, that's always been my fear too for uh, a lot of young young females. I've had a couple friends over the years, uh, female friends, that have had kind of – 
I just want to say like very awkward interactions with like being pulled over late at night, things like that. And a couple times it was like just to get somebody's like phone number in like a weird roundabout. Uh, oh, it's kind of dangerous uh, out here. I just want to make sure. Oh, oh, and by the way, Bob, you know, I can follow you home. Yeah, kind of like that. And to the point where they just kind of said, "No, I'm not comfortable with that. Thanks." Yeah. But and it, they left it alone. Left it at that. So there hasn't been any weird follow-ups. But at the same time. <sighs> Do you need to put yourself out there like that? Or do you need to make yourself a target? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We had in Peoria, we had some city council folks that got FOI, FOI, uh, whatever you call it, Freedom of Information Act. Yeah. They, uh, some people in the public just said, I want to see their, their city council emails back and forth. You can also FOIA like things such as their, if their phones are paid for with city money. If they have mm-hmm. like a city phone, mm-hmm. you can request a FOIA for their text messages. <laughs> so there would be things in there they would get back and forth and like talking about other council people or talking uh, about nice. members in the gallery. And so that got pulled up and became an issue for a while. Freedom of information is great for reporters. Or it's great for some things, but it's also it can be used to, to um, expose some things you don't want to expose. So yeah. just always act like you're at work. Yeah, yeah. Be professional. Yeah. Don't say that stuff. And if you're on a radio, this is something we talked about in the pre-show, or actually maybe we talked off mic. Anytime there's a room with a microphone or you have a radio on you, any kind of trans- transmitter, assume it's on. Yeah. Assume someone is listening to it and it's being recorded. Usually, Daryl will say something unruly. Like, you're not recording this, are you? You're not recording this, are you? All the time. Because I, I always have the, the, <laughs> the computer facing me so we can't see if yeah. I'm recording or not. I'm saving so much stuff. Oh, yeah. Me. Oh, yeah. Someday, I'm never running for someday office, Someday I'm owning Daryl Scott. I'm going to own him. I'm getting these blackmail letters. <laughs> They're all coming from an Eric Stahl <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. All right, you ready, Daryl? Let's do it. What time right. is it, brother? All right. All right. Uh, well, is Hillbilly Willie ready? I have earmuffs, earmuffs. All right. It's time for your moment of musk. <laughs> all right, sorry about that. I had to, I had to do it. Anyway, God. all right, Fox News reports. I don't use Fox News very often. Bitcoin is now up to $40,000 after Musk says Tesla could use it again. Bitcoin has gyrated to must views over the last couple months since Tesla announced 1.5 billion Bitcoin purchase back in February. Quote from Elon Musk Twitter, when it's confirmed of a reasonable 50% clean energy usage by miners with a positive future trend, Tesla will resume allowing Bitcoin transactions, Musk said. And that is your moment of crypto. You like that? <laughs> Very nicely done. Do you got any crypto? No, I never dabbled in. I was just talking to a friend of mine, a friend of mine who might work in investments, yeah. and uh, they're like, "Yeah, so can we can we take some of my four hundred one k and put it into you know Bitcoin?" Hell no, 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 yeah. you, you can't do that. That's why we won't be millionaires, Daryl. Probably not. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that was just a that's the way moment of must should be. I think just a little bit of weirdness, but a little bit of news. So there you go. It's like our podcast. <laughs> Are you ready for cars of the week, Daryl? I am. I am. Let's hear. All Let's right. hear your picks because you've been all around the world. I have. Just like the uh, digital underground song. Uh, yeah, all around the world, same song. <laughs> Actually, he did, did that guy just die? Ooh, the, I don't know. Humpty. The I, I can't Hump. remember his real name. Yeah. What? Humpty Hump. No, he did. My name is Humpty. Spelled with an Humpty. No, yeah, I swear no to God, he way. just died. He did. I think it would. Be, I would have known that. But it was like I can't remember his real name. Humpty. <laughs> 
Humpty Mr. Mr. Humpty. Uh, I'm going to Google it while you're looking. All right, Cars of the Week, if you know what Cars of the Week is, Daryl and I pine for cars. We constantly peruse the markets. I was perusing Facebook Marketplace in Mexico while I was being weak, and all I do (laughs) is I'll take pictures of these cars, and I'll literally flip them around, and I'll show my wife, and I'll say, Honey, look at this. I can buy a, a Chevy Tornado truck. For fifteen hundred dollars, and she'll say, "But you can't get it across the border." And then I'll just turn my laptop back around. And I'll say, "I don't know, I can't get it anyway." So that's cars of the week this week, Daryl. I have found an amazing, amazing Chevy Tornado. It's a two thousand one. It's in Merida, Mexico. They're asking a whopping thirty five thousand pesos for this little orange truck, which seems really high because thirty five thousand pesos. Do you know what that amounts to? No. What is this? It's about seventeen hundred dollars for this bad boy. That's dirt cheap. It's a hundred thousand miles. It's got a manual transmission. I don't think that orange paint's original, but I think the reason he's asking the high dollars on this one, Daryl, uh-huh. is because he's got the big livestock fence in the back of it. I'm not sure how big of an animal he can get back there or if you're putting bales of cotton back there. Uh, but uh, he's asking all the money. No hubcaps, got black wheels. Now, if you're not aware, this got little guy uh, has got a little four-cylinder Ecoflex engine. Um, they're available in a couple different trims, but they're really just a little work truck. You know, you see all the little utility trucks running around Mexico with these little, little tiny Chevy trucks, Volkswagen mm-hmm. trucks, Dodge trucks, and I fell in love with these guys. Actually, USA Today had an article about the coolest vehicles that are being made in Mexico that aren't brought in the United States, and these trucks fall a lot into those categories. So someday, Daryl, this is a 2001. So you got, what, 20? Five years. Five more years? Five more years, and this bad boy can come back here with me. Why do you think those things aren't sold here in the States? Because uh, everybody, in the last five it seems like in the last five, six years, everyone's like, we're the cheap trucks. We're the cheap trucks. Well, we didn't want those. We wanted Denali's. We wanted Escalade I EXTs. I think gas prices are so so low. You think you so? You can get a full-size truck. You can get a, a Ford F-150 for probably what this thing would cost, right? Yeah, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But but I I think from a practicality standard, I think, I think people are starting to appreciate smaller cars again. It's starting to come back. Although my son is in his forerunner. Is already fearful of four dollar gallon gas. I mean, wasn't there something about an explosion going on here in the Midwest with some fuel center or something like that? Yeah, and I had uh, another friend of mine talking about, "Oh, we're going to see ten dollar gas this summer." I'm like, "It, dude, it's not happening." Yeah, well, and it's <laughs> they'll release the strategic reserves. Yeah, right. They'll open the mines or the, the 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 gas pumps out in Yellowstone or something. Yeah, but at the end of the end of the summer. I don't think we're going to see anything that much, that much different than we're paying right now. And what we're paying now isn't horrible. Again, in perspective, what were you paying for gas down in Mexico? I don't remember. It's 500 pesos and for a three-quarters tank. Yeah, it's cheap. <laughs> Whatever that was. It was. No, it was actually pretty reasonable down there. But the thing was, gas. what I became enamored with was the fact that you don't have a Casey's in every small town. You'd have a little okay. market, like a, a market with like a Coca-Cola. There was Coca-Cola logos everywhere in that country. Oh, yeah. That Coca-Cola owns Mexico. But every town had a little market that sold like chips and and sodas and stuff like that, but they weren't gas stations. Whereas here in the United States, you know, that spot in every small town here in the Midwest is a gas station, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's become the small town, Midwest especially, not so much down south because there's still like Circle K's and stuff. But in every Midwest town, there's a Casey's, yeah. it seems like. Or yeah. there's going to be in the next couple yeah. of years. And right next to it, Dollar yeah. General. Dollar General right right across the way. 
So, um, no, that's good. I would love to see one of these things in your driveway. I think it'd be a great, dude. Uh, I, oh yeah, you could slam it. You could, you could do, dude. You could rally a car like this. Oh, actually, I wouldn't even thought about that. But yeah, it would be oh, a great rally. So car. much fun because they're all <laughs> stick shifts too. Yeah, and cheap, light. You yes. don't have all the extra, you know, bogus uh, options and stuff no. to rip out of it. No, so. I guarantee it's got crank windows and um, it's it's got a manual transmission. Yeah. And it, Do probably, it. and it probably smells like the what was it in Hollywood Nights when they they packed the upholstery with the horse poop? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Go to Tijuana to get reupholstered. Right. right. <laughs> and you're just baking out in the sun all day. That's gross. All right. So Daryl, that is probably the first and only Chevrolet I'll ever have as my car of the week. Okay. What do you got for us? All right. Uh, well, I'm keeping it in the GM family. I actually rolled back the clock. There's a Gary Miller's Classic Auto in El Paso. I don't know if you've ever oh, yeah. been there. Yeah. It's right off Interstate 55, and it's a great little place. Built a new. Uh, showroom and everything. Classic car dealer. So he's got all kinds of things from 30s to hot rods to classic modern stuff. He has it right now a 76 Cadillac Eldorado convertible. And it's it's cream white, white top, white on white on white. And it has those beautiful black kind of derby or top hat style hubcaps. The 76 Eldorado was the last year for the you know factory convertibles for a while. That was a big deal, a big selling point that in 76. So cars like the Caprice Classic or the Pontiac Granville, Delta 88s and Eldorados, that was like, oh, you're not going to be able to get a, a convertible after this because the government's cramping down and uh, we need to – I think it was a safety thing. I don't know if it was a rollover test or crash test. Or Probably. That's there when they something. actually were test. Ralph Nader screwed that all up for everybody, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably. Corvette, same thing. So anybody that wanted a convertible. <laughs> Ralph Nader in a convertible, picture it. Uh, that's gross. His hair all wavy. <laughs> actually, his hair probably didn't move. But uh, everybody that wanted one in a, a convertible in 76 was sold one. And these were no exception. But they're beautiful cars, huge. The big front-wheel drive Eldos with, like, I believe they still have a 500 cubic inch V8 or a 472, something huge. And they <laughs> ride. This car is bigger than my car of the week. Dude, it's insane. <laughs> they're like eight foot fenders, and they've got their little nose piece, that Euro Enduro plastic. Another, another 18 inches forward. Yeah. My goodness. But they are just ride like they're on a cloud, and they're great. This thing is a cream puff, it's got 38,000 miles on it. And it, it, it just looks clean as a whistle. This one does have a 500, according to their website. So I used to be able to find a nice, running, clean version of one of these for like six, seven, eight grand. Well, now the market being what it is, and these are starting to be appreciated more and more. Uh, they want twenty four five for this bad boy. Oh, my God. That seems like a lot of money. Ten, ten years ago, this car was $5,000. Right. right. <laughs> but, <coughs> excuse me, but it's 38,000 mile car. Maybe that's worth something. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I've i been looking at one of these for a while. So Super Tahoe got moved. I'm not bringing one home <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> Another reason I like these is that um, James Woods' character at Casino, his, his oh, name yeah. is Lester Diamond. Yeah. He's like a pimp. He drove one of these. It was a teal or like a metallic blue one with white interior. There's something about Eldorados and the Lincolns of this era. They usually had a really pretty body color and then like a bone white interior. There's something about the white leather that just like, dang. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's like faux. It's almost like uh, if you walked into some grandma's house in, you know, Miami Beach. My grandfather has one of the greatest quotes ever and the whole family just like looked at him in horror. 
but uh, he always had old Cadillacs, and they had and they. My grandmother still has a couple of his Cadillacs. One of them is a convertible. No kidding. But uh, one of the best quotes he ever said in our entire lives is, you know, you know, it's really hard to find a white patent leather belt these days. And we all looked at him like, <laughs> like of no crap. <laughs> Nobody's wearing those. <laughs> you shouldn't be wearing those. Yeah, yeah. But the, that generation, man. Give me he some, liked it. Give me some white leather, baby. Did he have those white Corfam shoes? Too? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about that Dude, man. He was styling. He always had. I mean, it was like Garanimals for seniors. They always <laughs> just had the matching. You know, I don't know where the shirt and the pants and the everything just like came together all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I think I would like this dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's passed. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry uh, for your loss. You yeah. You, no, he he was the guy who'd sit there with the black book with my uncle, and they just looked through the black book. He's always looking at his cars, just mm-hmm. seeing where they're at. It was funny. Check the values. Yep. Yep. Now those old caddies. Something about them. Something about them. Someday, someday I'll have. No, one. this is a cool car. And I mean, this is this is the kind of car you own, and then everybody calls you up, and like, hey. Uh, my kid's in a parade this weekend. Yeah, uh, right. I think you can help out. Yeah, homecoming. Can you? Man? <laughs> sure. Because yeah. everybody wants to be in that rig, man. It's funny too because anybody that owns a convertible, they're like, "Do you ever put the convertible boot on?" Oh, I never do that. And then, sure enough, you get a phone call. I mean, we've had a couple convertibles over the years, and I, yeah, my dad's driven homecoming parades yeah. for years. It's hilarious. But I, I made a little platform for our Celica because last year uh, Miss Pekin rode in the back of mine. For the marigold fest, yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay. what I did is I, I made a piece of wood for the bottom of this or the seat bottom, so that way she could put her feet down there and I don't have to worry about her stepping all over the upholstery because it was kind of kind of like bucket seats in the rear. Oh. And then I made a platform with a, a lip, so it sat just perfectly on the boot too. Did you carpet it or something? Or? No, but it was I, I sanded it so it was all smooth on the edges. But yeah, she yeah. put she put a pillow down or something. But I'm just like. That way she's not sitting on my roof and grinding you know, dirt yeah, into it. Yeah. And even the boot on the newer cars, the boot's like a soft vinyl. If you sat on it, it would just press it down. Collapse. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, my dad had a Camaro, ninety five Z twenty eight convertible and the boot that was with it had a big crack in the middle, and the guy at the dealership said, "Hey, I'm sorry, we'll order you a new one because you could still at the time." Still yeah, he's like, "We'll order a new one." He's like, "We ran this in like the homecoming parade, and like the queen sat on. She wasn't big or anything, but like it broke because it's yeah. this thin yeah, plastic." Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. Oh, I looked up a boot for my Celica. <laughs> How much? Oh God, I think it was like six, seven hundred dollars the last time I checked. Ouch. And, yeah, especially for the tan one that matches the car. No point. No point at all. Like you know, we're not buying. Yeah, I don't care. Don't care enough. So. <laughs> anyway. Well, is that going to do it? By the way, uh, the guy who was Humpty Hump from Digital Underground yes. also went by Shock G. That was his alter ego and his birth name, Gregory Edward Jacobs, rapper, piano man, uh, recording artist, record producer, entertainer, and cartoonist. 1963, April 22nd, 2021. He passed away at the age oh, of 57. Oh, well, God rest you. Yes. So he did pass away. Humpty. Yeah, I'll play some Digital Underground on the way home. Makes me sad. I know, right? All right. Well, thanks for bringing us down, Daryl. Sorry. About somebody dying. Sorry. Anyways, you know. tune in next time. Yeah, exactly. We won't right. talk about this. Well, thanks again for joining us on another episode of Throne Wrenches Podcast. This one is a little shorter than the last couple, so we hope you appreciate that. Uh, thanks again to our Patreon subscribers. Thanks again to uh, the Casey Law Office, the Arena 309, or 309 Arena, and Forts Toyota Pekin, of course, for their continued support. If you want to give us any comments or feedback, remember, info at thronewrenches.com. Get you right to us. And we love those iTunes reviews. So, of course, we're reading them. And it seems like as we read them, more people are writing them. So write something fun. We'll read it, okay? Absolutely. Until then, uh, next time, we'll leave the light on for you. Thanks for listening. And uh, we would love, love to hear from you on the social medias. Medias. All right. This is Eric Stahl. I'm Daryl Scott. See ya.